in the entire process what would you say was like the biggest challenge we had to balance this two-sided platform so it's not enough if you have hundred thousand patients but no doctors so actually we had six weeks we also had a few team members they didn't want to take the pace you, you need to have a why and a team that supports the why which inspires and gives you the the energy to go the extra mile Welcome to the Digital Transformer Podcast, your number one podcast on digital innovation, transformation, and venture building. We help entrepreneurs and corporate innovation leaders like you gain the knowledge and skills you need to build the leading digital businesses of your industry. Today, I talk to Carson Priest, CEO of Randstad. Carson is a multi-award winning digitization, IT, and innovation top-level executive who has led $100 million transformation and innovation projects at some of the leading companies in their industry, including DB Netz AG and Randstad. In today's episode, we talk about how he as a CIO took one of Randstad's award-winning apps from zero to market in only six weeks, his top learnings as an innovation executive, and his suggestions for anyone who wants to build highly successful digital products, services, fast. So with no further ado, let me welcome Carson. Awesome to have you, Carson. What is one thing that I would not expect about you? <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful question. I think you, you, you wouldn't believe how much sport I do and especially how much fun sport like skating, inline skating or something like that. That might be something you would have not expected. I actually recently saw a post that you ran marathon or was it and like... A marathon is a little bit or too triathlon, much. right? It was just a triathlon. It was just Olympic distance. You, you know, usually when you talk to people and you say, I do triathlon, they always think, oh, he's an Ironman. No, <laughs> not, not close to. So, so it's just, and it's even not the, the mid distance. It's just the Olympic distance. It's already hard. And at the end, you have a 10 kilometer run. That's really hard after 40 kilometers uh, riding your bike. And then uh, I think swimming is one and a half kilometers. But this is actually manageable. It's far away from uh, something like Ironman. Has that shaped you in one way or another when it comes to your business successes? Wonderful question. I think endurance is super important and the ability or maybe the desire to go where it hurts, right? It should be for, for example, if you're in a complicated situation with your customer, you should know that you have to call him despite how how angry he might be or something like that. So that's not that you are only able to go uh, where it hurts, but that you know when you should go there, right? And then maybe right. that has a little bit to do with sports and endurance and stuff. And yeah. Very interesting. Very cool. So let's take this topic of a pain point because let's say you might be an expert at going, like seeking out pain points and solving them. And just as a context for, for everyone listening today, you're the current CIO of Randstad. And what I want to dive into today in particular is that you took the, or you developed the Impfinder, which, which you can explain in a second. It's an app basically that helps people to find the right vaccination location. And you took this from zero to market in six weeks. Now, it's been the reason why, first of all, you've been awarded top 10 CIO of the year 2021. And the app you developed within six weeks has been awarded 
disrupt the smartphone app in 2021. So it's really, let's say, something that is a very accurated accomplishment, so to speak. And I'd like to dive a bit into this. So, but, but maybe let's start a bit. Can you give a bit of context when it comes to what you did in this particular role and with, with respect to this particular project? Yes, sure. Let's go back in time to the... And that was a really great date because it was the 1st of March 2021, so very easy. And uh, Ramsat supported since December the vaccination centers in Germany with temporary staff and organizational knowledge. And being very successful in doing so, our CEO asked the management board how we can further grow our business in that market. And I actually have to admit, I did not join the discussion too much because really I thought, oh, it's about sales, right? But then in the evening, I thought again, and I thought, ah, there must be something uh, which digitalization could do there. It's just not my ambition to say, that's just sales. And so again, let's call back the, the, the situation we had then. That was something like two months before the prioritization of the specific vulnerable groups should fall. And then the question was, okay, I personally would like to get vaccinated as soon as possible. What would I do? I would try to call my house doctor. If I would reach her, she might possibly say, oh, well, yeah, I already have so many patients. I don't have a vaccine for you. Then I would take the next doctors and so on. And all the other people in Frankfurt would do the same. So actually, from a chaotic organization of the vaccination centers, we would run into a chaotic situation at the doctors in, on an even larger scale. And the idea was, well, it's just a matching problem, right? So there are people, let's say in a city, and they don't actually care so much which doctor would vaccinate them. They just would like uh, to get vaccinated and they would travel a certain distance. Some would say, okay, I'm mobile for 20 kilometers. Other, others might say, I would take the car and go 100 kilometers uh, just to get vac my vaccination. And uh, so we that was the basic idea to collect the vaccinations from all the doctors around here place them in an app, of course, because we will see you, you should be signaled if uh, a vaccination slot becomes available. And then you as a patient could say, I live here in the middle of Frankfurt and I would like to travel 50 kilometers and please show me uh, the vaccination slots that, that are there in the next week or at the end we said two weeks. And with one click, I would like to book that vaccination. So that's the basic idea. And how does that fall into the bigger context of what made Runshed ultimately embark on the journey of digital innovation in the first place? Because let's say you have to have a certain mindset first to get to this point where you say, hey, let's let's just like develop such an app and we know that we'll be able to quickly deliver it. So what, what's the bigger context of this? Okay, a wonderful question because actually what you say, it does not come out of the blue, right? You need to have certain preconditions, for example, a, a, a motivated staff, for example. Uh, but you also need to have the right tools in place. What we started roughly six or seven months before was we created another app that was gamification of sales. And we used a low-code platform. We used uh, OutSystems 
and we saw how fast we are able to build apps and how reliable they are, how, how well they scale, and yeah, how easy it is and cost efficient, right? And if I would not have known that, uh, if we would, for example, had to rely on more large platforms and always writing code in Java or what else, I would have I would have said no. That would not be possible in such a short time frame. Because as you said before, as you said earlier, we're in the first of March and the prioritization should fall on the first of May. Uh, we had to take into account at least two weeks to finalize the store process itself at Google Ad and Apple. So actually right. we had six weeks. And so that was a precondition to, to have the technology, to have a set up development team, and to know that I have people around me in the IT department and with my colleagues from the business departments who are really motivated and who would go the extra mile. You basically had six weeks to bring this app live, right? Then help me understand what this app looked like. So just for me to have the context, how much of a, let's say, success story that ultimately was. Yes, sure. Uh, as I already told you, which hassle we wanted to avoid. So the app works like this. We have a doctor side and we have a patient side. It, it all begins with the doctors, right? Because if you want to get vaccinated, you should have some vaccination time slots. And that's exactly what the doctors can do. They can, for the next seven or 14 days, they are able to enter that time. And in a very easy way, because usually they, the doctors say, in the lunch break, I would like to vaccinate, or maybe in the evening after four o'clock. And I always know it takes 15 minutes. So the easy way to set up that schedule is I have 12 vaccines. I have two doctors who are vaccinating in parallel. Every uh, vaccination takes uh, 10 minutes and I start at four o'clock. And you already have the timetable on the doctor's side, right? On the patient's side, you say, I'm here in Frankfurt in the Europa Viertel and I'm able to travel 50 kilometers, and I would like to understand if I can get vaccinated tomorrow, please show me if there are any slots. So, and now I see a timetable in 15 minutes breaks, and it says, for example, four o'clock, five vaccinations available, seven o'clock, only one, and the rest of the day, none. So I say, okay, four o'clock is great, five o'clock is even better, I click. And then it tells me which which is the nearest vaccination opportunity. It might be in the city center or it might be in Ashburn. I don't care. I will see it on the next screen. And I say, okay, 50 in, within 50 kilometers, I like to book that. Okay. And that's already it. Now I receive a QR code. Later on, we will see how many personal data we need. Now I get a QR code and I go into the doctor's office, show him the QR code. He checks it if that's the right QR code for now, when I arrive, and if I'm eligible. And that's it. We match, we match the patient and the doctor online. He goes, she goes to the doctor, shows the QR code, and then all the administrative stuff begins but outside of our app that's completely the normal medical process and that helped us a lot to just focus on what we can do where we're actually good at we're actually good at 
providing software, but not doing these administrative tasks. And so that was a basic idea. And it's very easy and we can explain it in a very short time. And I thought, is that a good idea? And at first, I talked to my wife. I said, you know what? The problem with all the vaccinations, we try to solve it like that. What do you think? Oh, sounds great. Okay, next time I talked to a friend of mine. So Monday, Monday night at 8 o'clock, he is a doctor. He is a dentist, actually. But I asked him, what do you think about that? Will doctors use that, knowing that the, the health sector and the doctors are not the most digitalized uh, people on earth, right? Uh, but he said, wow, well, sounds great, sounds easy. Cool, I would do it. And uh, so the idea survived the first testing. And next day, then I pitched it to our CEO and to my board colleagues. They also appreciated it. And uh, that was, so to say, the starting point to develop that app within six weeks. And not much time, right? And I told you before, I had a development team already working on a different app. I told them after we got the okay from the CEO and the board, I told them, please stop immediately the work on the other app that, that was already in the field. So they were in the maintenance mode. So not, not the biggest the, the biggest problem, right? Uh, please save all your work so that you can work on it later. And at one o'clock, we're going to have a meeting and I'll tell you why. So uh, that afternoon, that was the, the kickoff meeting. I explained the process. And on the next afternoon, we already had the first UI draft. So the first user interface that put this very short process I explained to you into a user interface which we would then afterwards connect with events and with the development to, to make it an app. What I found particularly cool is that you just like went out and like, let's say your first user test was actually your, your wife. I think like a lot of very successful founders and then executives ultimately really use their partners as sparing partner, which I think is just fascinating to see in the first place. It just shows that there like that there's no, let's say, long validation sometimes needed to just like get the initial confirmation from a couple of people who are just humans in that sense and who just let's say can tell you rationally what they think about it without even being in the context. So I think that's that's a really interesting part. Let me frame it maybe a little bit different. So that was just a falsification, not a validation of the idea. If they would have said, oh, I don't understand, or that sounds rubbish, that would be kick out of the idea, right? It was not actually a validation. It was more the falsification test. And I think that's very, very useful. That's right. Because if you want to learn fast, you, you have to be able to dismiss your ideas very fast. The actual validation, that came a little bit later. Maybe we will talk about this soon. Yeah, I, actually, actually, let, let, let's, let's jump onto that. Like, how did you then, like, how, what was then starting from this point? Like, you had the, within 24 hours, you basically had this UX or first UI design draft ready. How did you then, let's say, continue? And maybe what was, like, one of the major challenges along the way? Yeah, so we did a, the, the testing continued and uh, maybe to get a little bit more abstract and uh, take a little bit of a look at the, the method we used, right? If you take a look at Lean Startup, right, you have three phases more or less. So it's the problem solution fit. Do you have something that actually solves a problem? 
So that was already the idea. But it's not only about having an idea. The question is, was that idea 10x better than what was on the market? And on the market, we had this organization of the vaccination centers. <laughs> Everything would have been better, 10 times better. Um, there was no solution for the for the private doctors. And there were medical portals like Yameda or Dr. Lip, which did not offer that service and especially not the service to know if a doctor would be available at a certain time for the vaccination. So you could jump onto his uh, or her homepage and see if he vaccinates, uh, but you would very rarely be, have been able to really make the appointment, right? So the idea was problem had a problem solution fit and it was something like a 10x better, right? The next, and now we come to the testing, that's the problem market fit. Would anybody use that? And what is our riskiest assumption? And that's why I called a doctor and not other people who like to get vaccinated because I immediately understood uh, everyone. If, if there is an app which offers me vaccination, everyone would love it. That's a, a no-brainer. But the riskiest assumption is, would any doctor use that? And that's why I called a dentist because uh, there was no one else I wanted to annoy in the middle of the night. We continued that by calling other doctors in the next days. So actual vaccinate, doctors who would vaccinate. And then we created a low fidelity presentation and used that presentation to talk to people in, in hospitals and in vaccination centers and all that stuff. And finally, we did pilot testing. So a normal marketing panel where you have a, a working a, a, a working solution. It's not the minimum viable product yet, but it's more or less a full functional click dummy. And I think 30 or 40 doctors were on that panel, completely anonymous, and they checked it and they gave us actually then the validation. It is innovative and it's usable. And to have both, that's not so easy because usually when you have, if you have something innovative, then people say, ah, it's not so easy to use. It's so new to me. I'm a little bit confused. If they say, oh, that I completely understand it. It's really innovative because if you understand it, what is new? But this, the simplicity of the process and the easiness, you just have a, a central table where you can select your time slot and then you see where the vaccination is. That is so simple. All the people understood so that that marketing panel, that was the, the final test before actually yeah, throwing more money on the development and then finally going into the store. And during that, we developed the MVP that was at first the click dummy and then the pilot MVP and then the MVP that actually uh, went into the store because, of course, it, that was full functionable, but it, all, it still lacked a few features that were really necessary for, for, for having a smooth operation and all that stuff. But finally, I think most of the people they know the famous quote of the LinkedIn founder, if you're not embarrassed by your first version, then you probably delivered it too late. And we definitely wanted to deliver it right on time and early. It was full functioning, 
but but still we had to 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 throw at least one more month on the development afterwards yeah and how did you like because you said they had this panel with 40 doctors roundabout did you how did you go precisely about the pilot testing because like if you let's say go by the book you invite five people over one after another show them the app they look like you, you basically observe how they interact with it did you go about it the same way or did you do it differently given the let's say very short time frame yeah actually a, a little bit different we, we used the normal marketing setup so to say that was my colleague the marketing director he used the normal process for for um, for, for such a panel and we did not do uh, user studies and by the way actually it's not like an app where you think you are in competition so it, it doesn't need to be absolutely cutting edge to 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 get the vaccination you use it once and if the process is so simple then it must not be cutting it doesn't need to have a cutting edge user interface so that demand was a little bit lower as if you take a look at e-commerce for example okay understood understood and then you said like basically within four weeks more or less you then developed the entire solution product to market but by the t i mean by the time that you done that you were done with the pilot testing and everything yeah, pilot testing was after two weeks and then, uh, sorry, four weeks and then two more weeks to make the MVP uh, workable. Then it took us two to three weeks uh, to get through the stores because vaccination, real big problem. We needed governmental endorsement and all that stuff. That was, a <laughs> that's enough for a second uh, uh, podcast, but, but it was great. <laughs> we had two or three weeks to improve the MVP. So after we were publicly available, we immediately launched an update to bring the next functionality live. Nice. And in the entire process, what would you say was like the biggest challenge that you had to overcome? I think the, the, the big, biggest challenge was that we had to balance this two-sided platform, right? So we had the patients and we had the doctors and we, we had to have a balance. So it's not enough if you have 100,000 patients, but no doctors, right? They would take a look and say, great, I have a vaccination app, but there are no appointments in it. And actually we saw that, we, we, we saw that in the reviews that the people really thought it's a fake app <laughs> because, well, I tried it three times and no appointments. Nah now comes into play that the doctors are not the super digitalized digitalized people on earth and we really had a hard time selling it to them and using the word of mouth and coming into media and all that stuff but that really needed some time to build up it's it's actually a curious that how how did you get people like how did you get the, all the appointments on board because i imagine that all the doctors technically manually have to input all their available time slots for vaccinations which if you take one single city, it's one thing. If you take the an entire country, it's a whole different story altogether. Hmm, actually not, because every single doctor, he has just a simple solution. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, 12 vaccinations. Each one is 10 minutes. I'm going to give them with another colleague, so two, two people in parallel, and that's it. So you just reserve one hour in your, usually, in your usual timetable, and yeah, and key that into the app, and then your uh, schedule is available. So actually, providing that schedule is a week and five minutes for a doctor. No, but I mean, getting all these doctors on board in the first place. What you said before, how how did you convince them that they should put their appointments on the platform? Ah, okay, sorry. Uh, no, I understand. 
uh, yeah, we tried the best we could to doing public relations and going to the media and the word of mouth and uh, using the or, 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 or hoping for governmental support or support of all these agencies and offices who are buddy of the of, of the doctors. But actually, we found very much reluctance there. Uh, that could have drastically helped to speed up the onboarding of doctors. But actually, apart from one body of doctors in uh, southeastern Germany, we actually found no support, right? And so, yeah, we had a great app and we had patients who wanted to be vaccinated. And we had, I think, at the beginning for the first few weeks, 50 doctors definitely below 100 doctors after two months. So, boy, that was not really good. But, and, and then we already reached summer. So then in summer, we had doctors and they said, oh, what a shitty app. I, I <laughs> keep in my schedule, keep in my schedule, but no one wants to get vaccinated. Yeah, that's yeah the next phase, so to say. Luckily, uh, we talked about endurance, endurance in the first place. We survived that vaccination winter, so to say, like the AI winter, we had the vaccination winter. When winter actually called, so in November, we saw that both was uh, increasing more or less at the same speed. We were able to onboard, I don't know, hundreds of doctors per week. And we saw thousands of patients per week. So finally, we achieved 280,000 vaccinations and 500,000 downloads. And that worked in November. It did not work in, in, in spring, but it worked in autumn. Everyone wanted to be vaccinated before Christmas and New Year. And then after New Year, you saw the same thing as you saw in summer. The demand drastically dropped. And then uh, by the end of March, I think it was, uh, then we shut down the application. Which is actually curious because I was wondering right now, as you were saying this, is technically... What, what was the primary motivator to, to get started? Because let's say there's no, like, it's not that you get any revenues out of this. It's not because you get long-term customers out of this. Like, why did you in the first place? Was it just like, let's say, hey, we're, we're a social company. Let's do something for like to solve a problem. Or what was the ulterior motive? That's definitely it, right? Being an HR company and having a special relationship to people and being a company who matches people and jobs, so matching people and doctors is not that far away, right? And helping people and helping people to fulfill their potential, that's our DNA and exactly what stopped them from fulfilling their potential, uh, that was this pandemic. The idea to be someone who actually does something against the pandemic, I think that was very motivating in the board, in the team and all over. And finally, of course, it paid out because reputation went up dramatically. We had a, long, we had a, a, a marketing reach with this initiative that actually very soon overtook the costs associated with that. And, and by the way, because you, I think you already mentioned it, of course, it was a pro bono initiative. You, you, you cannot charge people. You can neither charge people for that, nor, nor the doctors, nor the government. And so that was really something pro bono. And yeah, it made us very proud and it really inspired our internal people and our customers alike. And we, we, 
supported our large customers with their vaccinations as well, because there are three parties doing vaccinations, vaccination centers, the doctors and the company doctors. And so we were able oh, 10, 15, I can't remember exactly, of our large customers used our app to vaccinate their people. Ah, of course, that's good for the customer relationship, right? Understood. No, I think it's a very cool concept that you came up with. And it's and it's really impressive how within really six weeks, you managed to pull this entire thing off. Looking backward at the journey, and, at, and, and let's say, at your entire career journey as well, what would be the one tip that you would give founders and corporate innovation leaders who seek to build similar industry-defining digital products or services? <laughs> to come up with only one tip, that, that, that's really a, a real challenge, but, but I'm going to try with two. Uh, the, the first I, I would call no bullshit, right? We, we see so many corporate incubators and accelerators, and uh, I mentor startups and at uh, two accelerators, and it's great. But sometimes you have ideas where you think this cannot be viable, right? Support them, but then uh, find out very fast if these ideas are viable, and if not, then uh, try to learn fast and then stop the project at the at the moment when you see oh there is no that is technically not possible. That's the the, the lowest number, but the highest number is there. There is just no market. And it's just a little bit better than what we have. So that's why the 10x question is so important. Where we have saturated markets mostly. If is this idea really better? So so be honest, try it, but then afterwards be honest when you evaluate and stop it. And actually, that's learned. But that's only with uh, so to say the falsification. If you take a look at the validation, then allow the team to thrive. It was so great. I think no one could have put so much pressure on this Impfinder team than we did ourselves. I, think, I can think of no way to speed it, the development process up more and to, to increase the engagement more than having us, the team, come up with that idea, extend the ideas of other people, being the sales team, so calling our friends, acquaintances, do you know an, a, a doctor, do you know someone at government and uh, all that stuff, minimize red tape and I think let the team work its own way, right? We also had a few team members which were not so engaged, but very, very sure, uh, soon they just dropped out because they, yeah, they did not want to take the pace. And so this was more or less a little bit self-balancing and the the spirit we had was really absolutely wonderful. So that might be, uh, I, I might compress it into, you, you need to have a why and a team that supports the yeah. why. If you just do it administratively, managingly, so to say, then forget it. You, you really need a team that has something like the entrepreneurial spirit. Which I think that also ties well together because if you let's say in your falsification understand hey we have a solution that's potentially 10 times better then that gives a very strong reason why if let's say the entire concept is appealing to the employees or to, to whoever you're working with to then really let's say go the extra mile go out there and really make sure that the product is ultimately 
something that creates tremendous value and tremendous impact and something where then later on, I imagine, you also, let's say, feel proud because what you created, your baby, so to speak, is out there, is being awarded, is being celebrated by the media, by other people, and then give it back to them. Say, hey, you did this. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> so in summary, Carson, what would you say are were the th major success factors and what are the key elements that companies and founders have to pay attention to when really bringing digital products and services to market really fast? Three points. So we had a super easy process, right? It's understandable within three minutes, even without computer language. I think that's very helpful if you are able to express your idea very, very easily. The second is the whole vaccination process from shipping the vaccination, from organizing it to then uh, fill out all the personal data and the vaccination papers. We just took the, the core of this challenge to match patients and doctors. So don't, we, we focused, we did not optimize the whole process, but the crucial part of it, I think that's number two, and then 100% purpose. So really helping a society to overcome pandemic, uh, that's a real boost and people are motivated by something like that. So if you are looking for something and you are able to release the pain, relieve the pain of many people, that's always something which inspires and gives you, yeah, the, the, the energy to go the extra mile, I think. Awesome, Carson. It was a great pleasure to have you. And I wish you lots of success on your journey. And yeah, hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Kilian. I really appreciated that. That was a super great thing to reflect upon what's already huh, one and a half year ago, but still thinking about that. Wow. As you said, that's a great thing. Thank you so much.